you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Judges this morning. The book of Judges. In fact, go ahead and turn to chapter number 21. And I'm going to read a few other texts before we get to chapter 21. But uh, you can find chapter 21, verse number 25. You can find it. Go ahead and let's stand for God, reading the God's Word for God's people this morning. Judges chapter Main text is going to be chapter 21, verse 25, but I want to read cha uh, chapter 17, verse number 6 also, and 18, verse number 1, and 19, verse number 1, to get our thought this morning for what I've got on my heart and in my mind for each and every one of us this morning. Judges chapter 17, verse number 6 says, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And chapter 18, verse 1, In those days there was no king in Israel. Chapter 19, verse 1, And in those days, and it came to pass in those days when there was no king in Israel. Chapter 21, verse 25, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Let us pray this morning. Father, we come before you thanking for your mercy, grace, and love. Father, we just ask you to touch and uplift us today in our hearts, Lord. Uh, help us to get that mindset, Lord, that we have a home. This is not our home. Uh, we're just passing through, Father. We just praise you for that this morning. Empty myself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Uh, I believe one of the worst and the saddest ways any book in the Bible can end is the way that Judges is in. There's no authority in the land. It is ended in no authority, no individuals and lives in the land. Without uh, the authority, there is anarchy. And we see that. This, this country ends in turmoil because there's no one leading it. Everybody's running around doing what they want to do. And you could say it makes you feel good, do it. Whatever you want to do it, to knock yourself out this morning. I believe that's the mindset of this world today. Whatever makes you happy, just go ahead and do it. If it makes you feel good, go ahead and do it. Because nobody has the authority in our life. Nobody believes in authority anymore. But Just like in the book of Judges, it's a transition book. They come out of Egypt out of bondage, and they don't have a king, but they're transitioning to a king. And when you get the first Samuel, they a king. But here they have judges over the land. Can I, can I say this? America knows nothing about a king. They know nothing about the kingship. Uh, in, in fact, the last king that we had back in the 1700s, we kicked him out and run him back to where he came from. Uh, but Americans today have no, uh, no idea what it is to have a kingship. Uh, we have a constitutional of a republic, federal republic in our country today. We don't live under a monarchy. We don't uh, uh, live, a, we live under a system of a republic of America. So when you start thinking about kings, with Americans you start talking about something that we don't understand. You're talking about somebody who calls the shots. Someone who interferes in your business. Someone has absolute authority and control to tell you what to do, when to do it, and where to do it, and how to do it. We are free-born Americans. And we just don't like what that sounds like in our life. 
I'm an American and I ain't nobody going to tell me what I can do. That's our motto here in America. I'll do what I want to do. But can I say this with the scriptures in mind, if you are a Christian in your life this morning, with the thought that you are, uh, your life, period, without a king. You think that you're your own king. I'll do what I want to do. When I want to do it, how I want it, and where I want to do it at. If you live your life outside the authority of the kingship of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, your life will end up in anarchy. There is some consequences for living with your heart being your king. And you're believing, believing in your kingship and you're doing what you want to do. Uh, there's consequences that you must face because you are your own king. The first consequences we see here, if you read the book of Judges and study the book of Judges, the first consequences is immorality. We find that they're the, uh, the most immorality throughout the book of uh, Judges. Throughout the entire book, there's just, there's, because there's no king. If you want to know how bad it was in those days because of no king, just read the entire chapter 19. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm not going to get into it. But it was a wicked and vile story that you could ever read in the Bible. And it's right out of the Bible. You go home today, you read it for yourself, and you'll understand that's what man is capable of. That's what you and I are capable of doing this morning. And without the authority, without the guidance, without the direction in our life, immorality was running throughout the land. And we are capable to do that ourselves. Without Jesus ruling and reigning in our hearts this morning, you'll have to do anything that pops into your mind. If you dwell and think on it long enough, you're apt to do it because there's nobody to stop you from doing what you want to do. There's consequences of immorality. Have you ever heard this? Just trust your heart. Just, just trust your heart. Believe your heart. Follow your heart. Let me just say this. You better not. If God is not sitting on the throne of your heart, the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it? And that's your heart, that's my heart this morning. And the only thing that can keep you in check and the only thing that keep you is that is your mind is made up. You've set your mindset to, to let Jesus rule and reign in your heart. We find the most immoral judge that judged Israel in this time, and his name was Samson. He ran from bed to bed, uh, from fight to fight. Uh, he's an immoral thing. And the reason why he got away with what he did because there was no king. Do you know why people get away with things and the garbage they do today? 
It doesn't convict them. It doesn't bother them. They, they never go to the altar to try to get right with God. It becomes that they are, uh, they, they're the kings of their own life. They're the kings of their own heart. Don't tell me you love God and serve God and there's nothing to rebuke you from doing the things that you do and hold you accountable for the things that you do and the moral deeds that you act upon. And there are those who live in that kind of life this morning. There's the consequences of immorality. There's the consequences of indecision. You have no authority. You have no, nobody ruling you. You have nobody guiding you. You don't have nobody uh, giving you that uh, guidance in your life. There's, there's indecision. The book of Judges, there's a man named Barak. And God tells him to go and find his enemies. God wanted to go. God gave him a direction to go. God is trying to tell him, uh, you need to go to find the enemies. But Barak's so indecisive, he doesn't know what to do. He don't know what to do. And because God has... Let me just stop right here for a minute. Let me just throw this out. If God tells you to do something, don't try to find somebody to back up God. That's what Brack did. He, he said hey, God told him, go find the enemies. And what he does is, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. So what does he do? He goes and asks Deborah, the judge, and says, well, what do you think I should do? Come on. If God tells you to do something, you don't need to go back to somebody else and ask them what do you think you do. In fact, he said, if you go, I'll go too. He said, if you go, I'll go. If you go with me, I'll go. But if you don't, let me just tell you, if God wants you to do something, just get up and do it. Don't come and ask me. I'm not going to come and ask you. Just get up and do what God has said to do. There's indecisiveness when you don't have nobody ruling in your life. I want to tell you what's wrong with some of our hearts this morning. And why a lot of us live in indecisive lives and never find the mind of God or the will of God in our lives because we are calling the shots. If you stop calling the shots and start letting God direct your life and lead your life, you won't be in the indecisiveness that you live in today. You won't live in that uncertainty. You won't live in fear. You won't live in doubt. Just get along with God and pray and read your Bible and let the king guide you in every step of the way. There, there's consequence. I'm going to get to the message in a minute, but I just can't right now. There, there's consequences for not having someone ruling you or someone giving you guidance or someone that directs your life. And the consequences, we've seen the judges, it says that immorality ran throughout the land because there was no king authority. There's no one who says you can't do that. Then, then there's these consequences of uh, indecisions. That you, we, we don't know what to do, when to do it, how to do it because we're the rulers of our own hearts. We direct our own life and we think we know the way, but we start doubting our own selves. Have you ever doubted yourself? 
Amen. You ever doubt? That just tells you right there. You need somebody to direct you. You need somebody to guide you. There's also the consequences of indifference. Early in the, in the book it said, they arose another generation after them. After Joshua. And after they, they served God, they saw the miracles of God. And it said, the Bible said, and there arose another generation which knew not the Lord. Nor yet the works which he had done in Israel. Bible said they, they got to worshiping false gods. They got to worshiping uh, uh, other things. Uh, they got cold and indifference on God and toward the things of God. You know why there is no king reigning in their heart? Because there's not a king in the land. Can I tell you who is ruling and reigning in your life this morning? How it takes how cold and how indifferent to the things of God you get this morning. How, how you uh, stand back. How, how you don't want to church. How you don't read the Bible. How you don't witness that. How cold and indifferent to things of God that tells me who's ruling in your life. When you get cold and indifferent about the Bible. And when you get cold and indifferent about the prayer closet. When you get cold towards the church and how, how cold it gets when God's people, how you get that way, let me know real fast how cold you've been. It lets me know who's reigning in your heart when you're cold and indifference about the things of God. We're living in a time that we need direction. We're living in a time that we need guidance. And I'm not talking from the White House or the uh, Governor's House. I'm talking from the Word of God. And we're living in a time that we need that guidance in our life. We're living in a time that we need to find that guidance and that direction that someone that can lead us through the times that we're going through. Because we're going through some rough times. Even Christian people are going through rough times. The church is going through rough times. So we need to find out who is the king of our heart. That's the question I want to give you this morning. Do you have a king? Do you have a king this morning? Every, every one of us sitting here this morning, whether we like it or not, has a king ruling and reigning in our hearts. Amen. Every one of you. But who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I want to give you a test this morning to let you decide who's ruling and reigning in your heart. Amen. I, I tell you do, do you, do you really know? Do you really know? With this test, I guarantee you, before you leave here, you're going to know. It, 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 you can tell who's ruling and reigning by it. it. Do you celebrate a king? Any time a king was crowned, there was music, there was dancing, there was shouting, there was praising. When Israel begins in the first king, when they uh, select that God gives them their first king in 1 Samuel at chapter 10 and verse 24, and Samuel said unto all people, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen. 
that there is none like him among all the people. And the people shouted and said, God save the king. 1 Samuel chapter 11 verse 15, And all the people went to Gilgad, and they made Saul king of the Lord in Gilgad, and they sacrificed sacrifices unto their peace offering. And the Lord and Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced and greatly rejoiced. You see what's happening when there's a king in your heart. The king is on the throne They are celebrating. They are shouting. You would ask, what in the world are they celebrating for? What in the world are they shouting for? What in the world are they dancing? Why are they doing the music? Because there is a king on the throne. Because they had somebody to lead them. They had somebody to guide them. They had somebody to direct them. You sitting here this morning, I'm wondering, what's what's all this? You say, well, I don't understand why people come to the altar. I don't understand why people start crying. I don't understand why people start shouting. I just don't get it. I don't understand why all this. Let me just say this. If you get the right king in your heart, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you get the right king in your life and let him lead and guide and direct you, you'll start shouting. You'll start praising. You'll start dancing. You'll start singing because the right king is in your heart this morning. You want to know how to tell how people who's the king of the heart? They never celebrate. They, they never celebrate. Listen, I can tell about you all I need about you, know about you. By what you're celebrating this morning. Amen. Amen. And that goes for everyone sitting here this morning. Some never celebrate Jesus. Some never tell anyone about Him. Some never sing for Him. Some never pray to Him. Never go to the altar. Never read the Bible nor pray. He isn't the king of your heart. If he was, you'd be celebrating him this morning. I don't want to embarrass you, but if you're sitting here and the service is good, people start shouting. I love it when people start shouting. And tears start falling down their face. And people start coming to the altar. And if that doesn't move you, If that doesn't speak to your heart, if that doesn't draw you, then I have to ask you who's who's sitting on the throne of your heart this morning. I I am glad the day Jesus came into my heart. I I got something to shout about. I got something to celebrate about. Uh, There's some people all around uh, this world that just don't have anything to celebrate about. They celebrate all the wrong things. They celebrate the things of this world, the drugs, alcohol, the music, the world, anything you want. They celebrate all these things in this world today. 
I've never seen a world in the time that we've gone through when they couldn't do sports. People were actually crying and people was actually uh, hurting themselves because there's no sports on TV. My goodness, what are you celebrating? I love the music some people celebrate. Got in my truck, ran over my mother-in-law and kissed my dog. Amen. I just love that. You know what kind of music I sing? I don't sing real good, but when I do, I cut loose, and I don't care where I'm at. I heard an old, old story, how the Savior came from glory. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved an old wretch like me. Praise God. It's just not, do you go, let me just tell you, I've been at Walmart cut loose singing and people look at me like I'm crazy. But I'm going to celebrate the king. I'm going to let the world know he is in my heart. He's the ruler of my heart. He's sitting on the throne of my heart. And if you can't celebrate him, not just in church, but when you get outside in that world, you're letting everybody know who you love. Amen. Do you tell your wife you love them? Tell your husband you love them? Tell your girlfriend or boyfriend, I don't know what you got. You tell them, but won't you tell the world that you love Jesus? I'm celebrating Jesus. But some people can't celebrate that. Why? Because he's not the king of their heart. He's not sitting on their throne of their heart. If you're not, you can tell Who's ruling? The <laughs> I can tell who's ruling your heart just by the things you celebrate. Amen. Yeah. What was that? Nay, nay, day, day, dap, dap. No. I can tell about who you celebrating. Who's ruling your heart this morning? You have got to ask yourself this question. I'm not going to ask it for you. Lord, are you celebrating Jesus this morning? Or are you trying to wait till I get finished so you can go get that cheeseburger? Amen. Come on. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling God. I'm telling you what. I had to get myself checked up too. I start reading that, I said, well, I've gone through a lot of things. And uh, you know what? We can get, go through some things that will drag us down. Now, let me, let me say, uh, this is for everybody. You get going through some things that will drag you down, and you'll pull him off the throne of your heart in a heartbeat. Let me just say this. No matter what you go through, no matter where you're at, you better keep him at the throne of your heart because he's the only one that can get you through it. What are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? Do you have a king this morning? How do you know? If you got a king this morning, you comply with the king. Like I said earlier, Americans have no idea what it is to have a kingship. They have nobody, uh, the, somebody set over them, rule over them, and tell them what they can do and what they can't do. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you say. It's all about what the king has said. 
You know, the Bible talks about when a king made a decree. And it's a still today to those countries that has a king. The king can make a decree. He can write it out. And once he writes that out, that becomes the law. It becomes the law. You can't change it. I can't, whether you agree with it or not, it may go against everything that you believe. It goes against everything you think about. But it doesn't matter. But once the king writes the decree and signs it, it is the law. Mm, y'all see where I'm running with this, don't you? May I say, my king has given you a decree this morning. It's in writing. <laughs> you got it in your hand. Amen. That's why I read it. Can I say this? If you got a King James Version, you got the written law of the God. Now, if you're sitting here with some other foul thing to open it up and put us off a foul odor in the church, you need to put it up, put it around, get rid of it. But I, let me just say this. I, I heard people, well, we need new things. We need this. We need, we need a new this, new that, and everything. I've heard them say, we need a new version of the Bible. We need a new American standard, a new international version. You don't need to read that one. Why do you need a new one? Amen. Why do you need something you don't read the old? Well, I don't understand it. I, I just don't. Thee, thou, thou. I don't. I just can't understand the Bible. Well, let me just say this: You get the right king of your heart, you'll understand it. Amen. You'll start understanding a lot. I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for any other version except this one right here. Because this is, this is the law. This is the written degree. You got God's written word in front of you this morning. Can I tell you this morning, you are in either one or two camps this morning. You are in a camp of absolute compliance or you're in a camp of absolute defiance. There, there's no middle ground. You can't serve both masters. Jesus said you can't serve both masters. You love one and hate the other. There's no such thing. I'm going to sit on the fence of serving God. You can't do that. With the king ruling in your heart, With the King of kings and the Lord of lords ruling in your heart, he's sitting on the throne of your heart, you can tell by people's attitudes. Amen? You can tell by their attitudes. You, you, you see them. If Jesus is on your throne of your heart, everything's good. <laughs> everything's good. Hey, but if he ain't, if he's not there, you become distanced from the things of God, the people of God, the house of God, the word of God. You see the attitude of those who are ruling their own heart, who's sitting on the throne of their own heart. They're not in compliance with the word of God, only in compliance with what they think is right in their life. 
We've got them as sitting in churches today. Well, I'm all right. I go to church. Well, I'm all right. I got baptized. It, it don't matter if I smoke a doobie here now and there. It don't matter if I take a drink every day. Because I'm all right. I got saved. I got baptized. My name's on a church roll. I'm going to heaven. Ain't been to church in 20 years, but I'm going to heaven. Amen. Don't get mad at me if that's the way you are. Bible says there can only be one king. There can only be one king. You know, England don't have three kings. And oh, well, I don't know what other countries have kings, but there's not three kings in charge. There's only one. There's only one. And it's either you or the king of kings. That's it. Do you have a king this morning? Do you have the king? The Lord of lords, the king of kings. Is he sitting on the throne of your heart this morning? That's what you got to ask yourself. And, and when you do, and, and when you do have the Lord of lords and king of kings sitting on your heart, then you come in compliance with everything the Bible says. Galatians 5 says, Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and such are no law. That means you're in compliance with the Word of God because your attitude. And, and can I say... Hmm. <laughs> I love to use this boy right here because he just gives me all kinds of stuff to use. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. He, he can't pull me. He can't pull me. Ignorance is no excuse. You say, well, uh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. The Bible said every man every year is going to hear. You're going to know that. You ever seen anybody go to court, stand before a judge, and say, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Where you been? Where you been? I didn't know it was against the law to go 80 miles an hour over the speed limit. You did not know that? I didn't know it was against the law to run a red light. You didn't know that? Ignorance. It's no excuse. There's, there's going to be some compliance. You, you get the right king in your heart, you're going, to have some right, you're going to have some compliance in your life. And as you're going to take this word of God, and you're going to apply it to your life, and you're going to come in compliance with it. And can I say this? It's not easy. Amen. But it's well worth it. Praise it's well worth it. Amen. You say, well, what do you mean it's not easy? If it's not easy, I don't want to do it. You're going to have to give up some things. You're going to have to give up some things. If you're sitting here this morning and you're the king of your heart, you find joy in the things of this world. Amen. You find I, I was there. You say, well, how do, I, I wasn't always where I'm at. Thank God I'm not where I used to be. I know what it's like to live in the world. I know what it's like to do what I want to do when I want to do and how I want to do it. I didn't care who told me I couldn't. I'm going to do it. 
because it made me feel good. But when the king got a hold of me, he said, you can't do that. You can't do that if you want me. You either have me or the world. And can I say with him, the benefits outweigh all the costs that you're going to pay. You may choose the world. Benefits ain't going to be worth it. The benefits ain't going to be worth it. You choose the world and you die, hell is your home. That's it. That's, I, I can't sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say, well, you have the opportunity to go in purgatory and somebody might pray you out of that. There ain't no such thing. I, I've, never, I've never seen that in the Bible. I've read it and read it and read it. I've never seen that place in the Bible. I've never seen it in the Bible say, well, the more money you pay, the better off you're getting out, getting out of hell. Come on. I'm telling you. We, that's the mindset that we have with Christians today. I'm all right. I, I'm going good. I'm the king of my heart. I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And ain't nobody can tell me I can't. Jesus said you can't. It's not me. Jesus said you can't. Love one master and hate the other. You can't serve both. You'll be in compliance with the king and you'll celebrate the king when he's on your heart but also you'll be committed to the king when the king is in authority everybody in the land is committed to him You've seen it on TV. All the kings uh, uh, had the uh, people that served him uh, called servants or subjects. And I'm not just talking about the ones that was at the castle, the ones that served him. I'm talking about when a person became a king, the entire land was either servant or subject. Everybody in the kingdom, nobody, no exception. It didn't matter where you lived at. You could have lived in the city. You could have lived out in the country. You were still a subject of that king. If the king said, I have a need of you, no matter where you're at, you had to drop what you're doing and come to the king. If the king said, go, you go. If the king said, come, you come. There was total commitment. Total commitment to the king. Nobody was above this king. Your wife is not above this king. Your husband is not above this king. Your children is not above this king. Your friends are not above this king. Your hobby is not above this king. Your fun is not above this king. He has top spot. He has top billing. When he says come, you come. When he says go, you go. You're totally committed to this king. Mm. And I ask you this morning. Is the king ruling in your heart this morning? You can tell by the commitment that people have for this king. Not just being committed on Sundays, but from Monday through Saturday, committed to the king. Are you committed to this king? And the reason I ask, because he's mightily committed to you. He is committed to you. 
He's committed you by giving his life on the cross of Calvary. I would say that was total commitment of his part. I wonder, are you committed to him as he is to you? We are committed to everything and everybody else except him. I have to be honest with you. I'm not in compliance with the celebrating. I'm not in compliance with being in compliance. I'm not in compliance with being totally committed to the king like I should. But I'm doing everything I have, my dead level best that I can to be in compliance with him. Can I ask you this morning, are you doing your dead level best? If you're not, you're your own king. You're the king of your heart. But can I tell you this? One day my king is coming back. One day those clouds are going to separate, roll back, and my king is going to step out on those clouds. And he's going to call us up, amen. Those that are dead shall be, cha- be called up first, and those that remain shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye, and forever we shall be with the Lord. My king is coming back someday. My king is coming to get me someday. And let me just say this, if you're the king of your heart, you can't come and get you. He's coming to get me. If he's, on, if he's sitting on your heart, he's coming to get you too. Amen. Do you have a king this morning? Do you know the name of your king this morning? See the two. King of kings, Lord of lords are me. Only two kings there are. He's the king of kings. You are you. If you're ruling your heart this morning, you're standing on the throne of your heart this morning, I'd have to change kings. I'd have to change kings. In fact, I encourage you to change kings this morning if you are ruling your heart. If you rule your throne, you might say, I, I've heard this so much. I'm all right. I'm all right. There's no such thing as being all right in yourself. No such thing. I've heard it from people over and over. I'm all right. I'm okay. And I've heard a lot of different excuses on why people don't want to choose Jesus as their king. And some of them, I just just shake my head at them. You've got to be crazy. The greatest reason you'll ever have to having Jesus sitting on the throne of your heart because someday he's going to come and get you out of this world. He's going to pull you up out of this nasty stuff that's going on in this world and take you to a better place. No more tears, no more heartache, no more pain, no more suffering, and thank God, no more death. That's what my king's going to do. Can you do that in your heart? You sitting on the throne of your heart, you need to get a checkup this morning. Let us stand this morning.